What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. What's up, Sea of Red? Hopefully, you know, I was thinking of starting this episode with another, like, funny skit of sorts but um i figure if i do it might just get copied so i think we shouldn't do that um <laughs> anyway noah how uh how uh, how are you feeling about the deal we haven't had your thoughts yet yeah um instant reaction like we we talked right after the trade happened um i was pumped i was super pumped for the return um i still like everything about the deal it's just really going to come down to the extensions for me Mm-hmm. And, and see where the flames go in that direction, because that is going to gauge who's the winner of this trade, right? A year from now, we're going to know how this ages, and it's going to either sway our opinions to go, let's go, best trade of the decade. Or, yeah. mm. Exactly. But I'm so excited for a year of Huberto and Uyghur. I mean, oh. Uyghur seems really excited to be here, right? From everything I've seen, he, he seems really excited and happy to be a part of the Sea of Red. Huberto... Get kind of getting mixed signals with him. It's, yeah, it's kind of. Let's get into that. I I feel like it's more just him being shell shocked that he got dealt. Seriously, no one thought Huberto was on the block. Like no one even mentioned it to be a possibility that he'd get moved this summer, right? No, yeah, not not at all. And, and he didn't find out until like the trade had already happened. Yeah, he he's shell shocked right now. Like it hasn't settled in yet that he got dealt. Whereas Uyghur is full on like yeah. I'm a flame now. Let's go. Yeah, Huberto might still be in the denial stage, right? Like he's yeah, just dude, like <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And yeah, hopefully it would be nice to get at least one of them locked up before the season starts because we don't want to go through the yeah. same situation next off season as we just went through. Yeah, Let dude, me tell you. I don't even want to manifest going. Yeah, again. like that was terrible. Yeah. I I know, and I think Brad knows that. I, I would hope Brad learn, man. For his sake and for our sake, can we? Can you just get it done now? I'll, yeah. Personally, I'd be shocked if Huberto signed before camp. I feel like if Huberto is going to get an extension, it would be in season, probably before the deadline. Let's hope so. I mean, yeah. that's, I, yeah. that's fingers that's, crossed. Yeah, that's I could see Weger signing before. Yeah. I could see Uyghur coming in, like, yeah. signing right before camp to, like, something really sweet. Like, yeah, what do you think his AAV, AAV would be? I wouldn't be shocked if he got, like, a 6x6. Six six. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd be very happy with that. Because how old is Uyghur? He's 28. 28? Okay. It yeah, I'd be happy him, with that. Yeah, I mean, it takes him until Geo age, really. He's the most underrated part of this whole deal. Everyone's talking about Huberto. It's like no one's understanding that we just acquired a top pairing defenseman as part of this. Exactly. Like, like, yo. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I'm actually just in shock that like it like I it still hasn't settled in. Like you're wearing no, a Tommy for Heart t-shirt right now. It made me cry a bit when we started. But you know what? <laughs> I like I'm over it. Yeah, and it's because we have something to look forward to, right? Like exactly. if, if we were left with nothing, then we would still be miserable, but... Oh, dude, I would have been eating ice cream with a shovel. Like, it would just... It wouldn't have been ideal at all. I never in a million years... Like, Jonathan Huberto, man, he's a flame. What? Yeah, yeah nobody like, ever would have thought of that. What timeline is... <laughs> exactly, right? 
Like, and insane. Like, what do you think the Flames do with the rest of this offseason? In my mind, they go and get Kadri right now. Oh, let's say they give him big money on on a short term deal, like like a two or completely blow their wad on like two or three years. I'm game. Yeah. I'm game. Yeah, like a two or three like year nine mil, eight mil a year deal. Bring Kadri oh, to Calgary, dude. Let's do it. Like, why not? Just do it. Go like go all in again. I don't care. Like you learned, you learned that you can't be patient. Brad has literally given himself a second chance with a new core. Then you like, you have so much cap space to work with too. That's the thing. Like so much. Yeah. Like with Lucic and Monaghan coming off the books in 23, 24, that's an added 11.625. Yeah. You can weaponize the shit out of this with the right moves, man. He just has to refrain himself from, a Troy Brower or James Neal type signing next summer and we'll be okay. This is literally the universe being like Flames fans. Here you go. Here's your new core. You get a second chance. Rebuild, I think not. More like retool in one summer. Yeah, we got pulled out of the grave in one trade. And now all of a sudden everything looks bright again. I, I don't understand it. It's, it's psychotic, dude. Like it's just, uh That was a great... um media pressure, I think, from both of them. Huberto still said all the right things, even though you could tell that he was shocked. I mean, I liked his interview on Tim and Friends even more. He was talking about how cool it would be to win a cup in Calgary because of how psycho they are about the game. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, you played in front of like two people in Florida. You're going to be exactly God here. You are going to be shocked when you see the sea of red, like alive. The first time you step on the ice, it's yeah. Suddenly, it's going to be a whole different feeling for him. Dude, the home opener? The home opener is suddenly going to be sold out. Oh, yeah. I want to go. Like, we're playing Colorado. Huberto's <laughs> yeah. debut in a Flames jersey. Like, get, are you kidding me? <laughs> what like, we're going to that. I'm, trying, I'm going to yeah. try and pop a box, bro. Like, Yeah, right? Oh. No kidding. I, I've been thinking more on Kachuk as well. It's going to be so weird seeing him in a Florida Panthers jersey and playing in front of a crowd like that. Like, he's a guy that, like, fuels off the crowd, you know? Like, he, he needs the fans to get really into the game and start agitating and, like, getting under people's skin. It's going to be so weird. I mean, obviously, looking at the return we got and stuff, I don't want anything to be changed or reversed. Hell yeah, what a deal. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, personally, I think it would have been better for the league if he did go to a marquee market. Like, could you imagine if this guy went to the New York Rangers? It, yeah, like, right. Like, spotlight on him sort of thing in Florida it's like very low-key right like you can be good in Florida be talked about he's showtime he's the definition of showtime exactly gone to a market that would have treated him like showtime and I'm not saying that he won't be treated like that in Florida because I feel like league-wide a lot of people understand that Florida has a young core now with Huberto and Uyghur gone like they've gotten younger with adding Kachuk clearly and they have more of a leeway in terms of what they feel they're capable of doing. But like, it's just, it's going to feel so weird. And I mean, I loved his presser yesterday when Zito introduced him. He was like, oh, like I hate Edmonton, but I hate Tampa more now. It's like, this guy is literally like, even if he's not playing Calgary, this man is a flame. Yeah, exactly. And he'll always be a flame at heart. Like that's that's the way he is. Um, Like, I don't think anybody has the, uh, that kind of, 
uneasy feeling with Kachuk leaving like they do with Johnny. I, like I would be. I, I, I would, if, if you do have that, you probably shouldn't. He had every right to leave. Um, he gave us everything for six years, and he will always be a Calgary Flame in my heart, at least. Dude, he's always gonna be a beauty to me. Like that entire yeah. family is just like, oh, I love the Kachucks, bro. There's never he was my favorite flame since Kipper in his time here. Like in terms of sentimental value, those sorts of memories just don't go away that easy. Like you have to be like a great A like psychopath to be like, oh, I hate this guy now. Boo! <laughs> what? Like you? What are you talking about? The way he handled it was obviously very professional. You could tell. Kachuk is a savvy businessman. Yeah. See the way his contract structure was structured. It's like 1 million in base salary and the rest is bonuses. Like it's yeah. It's like Lou Cheech's last year on his contract. Yeah. Guaranteed like money in the pocket with no state income tax. Like what, like what a G man. Like it's just, I'm happy for him. I'm happy with the return we got. I don't think any of us expected to get an elite package like that. I was I wasn't even near close to thinking that that would be what we, what we would be getting in return. Mm-hmm. I just had a stroke there. I think another really underrated part of the trade, though, is the prospect, Cole Schwint. I was just going to say, I kind of want to, I haven't heard really anybody talk about Cole Schwint yet. So I, yeah. I want to talk about him a little bit. Yeah. So he's a former third round pick, 2019 third round pick, 81st overall. Yeah. He was above half a point per game in the American hockey league this year as a rookie. And I mean, I just wrote an article on him kind of gassing him up a bit because no one's talking about him. So my article talking about him is up on, on the win column right now. I just think like everything about him just seems really promising. Like he's a dynamic two-way guy. He's a center who can play the wing. He has a physical edge, great at anticipating reads and getting in lanes, and he's a great penalty killer. And he's a right-handed shot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that the Flames are always looking for, it seems like. Another plus. <laughs> yeah. And his 40-point season this past year actually ranked seventh among 20-year-old rookie forwards in the American Hockey League, and the people ahead of him were five first-rounders and one second-rounder, one of them being Jacob Peltier. Right, yeah. Um, like, he's in that tier. <laughs> As a former third round pick, the way he plays like in the offensive zone, he's always in on the four check. He's always laying the body, you know, defensive zone. He's very responsible. Like his two way game is his best attribute. He's not flashy per se, but he gets the job done. Like the dude just plays a full game. Right on. And what what, what would your uh, projection be for his... Uh... His upside. Based off what I've seen, I feel like he seems like a guy that could be a pretty solid mainstay 3C who could play second line wing, depending on your depth chart. Right. Right. That's where that's where I'm at with him. Okay, right on. Yeah. I mean, and he's only 21. Um, still so much time to grow. Yeah, he's our age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm very excited to see him uh, progress in Calgary with the AHL team this year, mm-hmm. which I'm also super excited to go and watch them. I'm definitely going to go to a couple games. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some stuff to be excited about. Another thing, like, which went, like, he's a very patient player. He doesn't react that quickly. Like, he waits 
for a lane to open up and then strikes. He's not a guy who just goes quick release. Like I need to get this off my stick because I'm panicking. Like his hockey IQ from what I've seen is really off the charts in both ends. And that's what made me really excited about him. And I said, you yes. know, what? I would like, it, that's what made me want to take a piece on him really to just for sure about it because I don't think like no one's talking about him. And did you hear his, did you see his interview on flame CV with Brendan Parker? Full quote was, I was hanging out with one of my buddies in Salt St. Marie and there's one weekend of every summer that I have no service. And we were hanging out at his cottage and that happened to be that weekend. Uh, I guess the trade went through Friday night and I got there Friday morning. So when I woke up Saturday morning, the generator turned on and the booster kind of kicked in and a text message came through from my uncle saying, what do you think about the trade? I was just like, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so Did you see, you saw his uh, Instagram Photoshop skills too. Oh, what, a, what a beauty! <laughs> oh my god! Like, dude, he's already won over the entire city with that. Like, just every I saw that, and I was like, this guy's a gem, and he must be protected at all costs. Yeah, yeah, no I love kidding. Brooklyn. Oh, I love <laughs> Calgary, bud. I still can't believe that this trade happened. It just doesn't feel real yet, and we've we've been talking about it now for a solid what, like four days. Four or five days, four yeah. Five days, four and a half days, something like that. And it's just, yeah. it still hasn't sunk in. This whole offseason, I don't think, has sunk in yet. It's name, name one other NHL team that literally retools on the fly in one summer, but stays pretty competitive. Like, without not, not, actually not even taking one that summer. major of a step back. It's like a two-week retool. Like, it's it's... It's actually the emotions were so high, so low, so high. It's oh my god. Shining Kadri right now to something like you could throw big money at Kadri in short term and make it an aggressive offer, and maybe he says yes. But why not go for it? Oh yeah. Like I think you should. At this point, I, why I not just, go for it? At this point, just do it. I think. With Kadri, though, I'd be very hesitant. Like, if if Tree comes in and signs him to, like, a seven-year deal, I'd be like, like, okay, like, I, I thank you for doing it, but yeah. kind of, uh, cut the term down maybe four years. Like, that's the thing is, like, you don't – I don't know. I kind of look at Kadri in, like, comparison with Blake Coleman almost. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's worth a little bit more than Coleman, but – when Coleman got signed here, everybody liked the money. They didn't like the term, right? Yeah. And that's the thing that I think will come down with Kadri is you got to keep the term down if you if you want to bring him here. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get that free agents, like, if you want a free agent, you meet their demand. You, you, you basically – you go all in and making sure that you get the player. And if that means signing them to a max deal – which in Kadri's case would be seven years, and it's probably what he's looking for, right? Yeah. Do you do that and then just go, you know what, we'll reevaluate this three years down the line? You need to be dead set sure that you want the player in order for right. you to go out and do that. My um, dream right now, and I'm going to just give props to Bill Zito for a bit. I know that people make fun of his last five months with what he's done in terms of what he's given up to get. But we all remember when he came in and signed guys like Carter Verhage to those cheap, like cheap value deals, kids that can play 
and just her head is a beast. Yeah, dude. Like it's just, and you look at the free agent pool right now, and who's available. You have guys like Sonny Milano. You have guys like Zach Aston Reese. You have guys like Evan Rodriguez. I would rather just blow my wad on signing two or three of those guys in terms of value players to round out your top nine rather than throw big money at Kadri. But if you're going to go big money, if you're going to go that route, I don't see why you shouldn't go Kadri right now. I, I would love to see a guy like Milano in Calgary. I think he would fit in great here. He's gets in hard on the forecheck. He loves to pressure the puck. I think he would be great on our third line, but it just feels like the flames are going to make that big dick move, right? Like they're just yeah. trying to go, they're trying to go for the biggest fish. Dude, in the pond. Brad, Brad literally probably opened Twitter and saw all the people that were just like gaslighting crap out of him. And he was like, yeah, you know what? No, I have something in my, I have something in the sleeve. Don't worry. Don't worry guys. <laughs> don't worry. We're sitting there like, we're worried. You just lost the drove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chuck wants out. Like, what the hell, bro? He replaced Johnny Goudreau point for point. And got a top pairing defenseman. That's nothing short of a miracle, bro. How in the... And a first and a promising prospect. Masterclass. What a freaking trade, Brad. I still can't believe we got all of that off of Florida. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first sign and trade. And NHL history, because Kachuk signed with the Flames organization and then we flipped them for that package. Not only is it taking a page out of the NBA book, and it's probably going to have a hand in ratifying the CBA when it gets ratified, that's definitely going to be put into there. And it should be. Like, with players now having the leverage they have, you kind of need to implement that. It's the new wave. In the Dome said something pretty funny the other day. They were like, I feel like an insecure girl, like on a date, like wondering if the guy like likes me <laughs> thinking about Huberto. Cause I'm sitting there like, yeah. you're, you're staying right. Like, like that's happening. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to like message him after the date be like, so did you have fun? Did you have fun? Was it, was it good? You had fun. I had a great, I had a great time, but like, if you don't want to see each other again, like I completely understand. Like, <laughs> it's just newfound optimism. And it's just, it's so nice to have. Huberto is literally Goudreau with obviously a bigger frame. and Exactly. Exactly. Him and Lindy are straight up going to be a PK pairing, power play, and top line. Like, there's never going to be a moment where Huberto and Lindholm aren't on the ice together. I am so excited to see them play together. I'm so excited for Huberto to put it on Lindy's stick. And did you hear what he said yesterday? Yeah. Hopefully he could score 50 with me. That line was so hard. <laughs> what the heck? Like, they're like, oh, yeah, Lindholm just came off, like, a 40-goal season. Huberto just smirked. She's like, yeah, hopefully he scores 50 with me. I was like. After I, I heard that, I am convinced he's going to wear number 13. I'm convinced. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I okay. This is my question. My for whatever reason, I have a feeling he's either taking something close to eleven, like ten or thirteen, or something around that line, or he's just gonna pull a rabbit out of his hat and take a number in the nineties so that he can make the BOA a little more interesting. <laughs> ninety versus ninety, <laughs> something like something for shits. Like, could you imagine Jonathan Huberto's like, yeah, I'm wearing ninety-seven. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucking funny that would be? Like, oh my god! 
Like that would be at that point. Could you imagine he announces his number and then an extension follows up? Yeah. What if he signs like an eight year deal when he announced his number and Brad throws or Brad throws the captaincy on his freaking chest too. This is all just hypotheticals here. We're we're getting like a little too far ahead of ourselves, but I don't, I don't care. I don't don't care care either. Like just, just, just all of this is just good manifestation. Those 14 days were terrible. If anything, we're allowed to have some form of manifestation right now. Like all I know is that if Brad pulls a rabbit out of a hat, and locks up both Uyghur and Huberto before the <laughs> camp. Oh my god! Like, dude, I honestly don't care. Like, I mean, a lot of people are going to be talking like, "Oh, yeah, good luck signing a guy to a max term deal when the first year on when he's going to be thirty, the first year of his contract." Who cares? Thirty isn't exactly an antique at the Smithsonian. Like, he's he's the same age as Johnny. They're both ninety three, dude. Huberto is two months older. That's the only difference. He's the same age as Johnny, and people weren't bitching about locking him up long term after yeah, last year. Like, what? what? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> just God, you gotta go all in, man. If Huberto is, wants to be here, you treat him like the French king he is. Okay. Some people gotta do their research, man. Like, it's so funny all the tweets that I was getting. Like, oh, the Flames have no leverage. And at the time, I was tweeting, like, my ideal return for a Kachuk deal would be, like, Cairo neighbors in a first. Like, I, that's where I was at. Like, I would have been okay with that, right? Yeah. And then we come in and it's like, no, no, you're getting the guy that was fifth at heart voting, a top pairing defenseman, a pretty solid prospect, and a first. It's like master class, dude. Like, yeah, if you can absolutely. get both these guys locked up, it's literally the deal of the decade. And, like, did you see the other deals that, like, were being offered to us? Oh, no wonder he went to Florida. <laughs> like, Marco Scandella, are you kidding me? Tarasenko Scandella in a first. I'm good, thanks. We're talking about Matthew Kachuk here. Dude, like, dude, like, did you see Carolina's package? They didn't even underline who the package was. They were just like... Carolina was willing to offer up a package around Martin Nikas. I actually like Martin Nikas. He's he's a good young player in Carolina, yeah. but just like that alone and a first, yeah, it's not enough for Matthew Kachuk. And we got way above the <laughs> way above the pay grade for Matthew Kachuk. We got way above what I think any of us expected. You listen to Kachuk. I mean, he genuinely did not want to handcuff us. He's he wanted this to work out for both. Us as an organization and himself. Like, he did not want to screw us over. And it's clear. Yeah. You listen to the guy's interviews. And part of me wonders if he knew what the return was coming back to Calgary. I don't know if he thought that Huberto would be coming back in the deal. <laughs> I, I kind of had a feeling that he thought that he was going to be joining Huberto and Barkov in Florida. Exactly. But exactly. I'd have to imagine he kind of knew what was going the other way, right? <laughs> you think he'd have an idea, right? Yeah, like it, it seemed like a very collaborative process in getting this done. It's something that you don't, it's the first time we've ever seen something like this in the NHL. And it just makes me wonder, like all these people that are so insecure here about like star players coming and going and all this, it's like, thank God you're not an NBA fan. What would your pitch be to Huberto to get him to stay long-term? Let's have a fun little skit here. Let's let's go into this. This is my pitch. I sit him down and I... I tell them that Florida kind of screwed you. They didn't give you a heads up on your trade. You didn't know you were being moved. 
We got you here in Calgary now. We wanted you. Give them the C. Lock them up to eight years. Tell them this is your team. You can do what you want here in Calgary. This is your team. Take this team to the Stanley Cup. My only thing is, is like you can drive your Lambo, but if you're going to rip it down Deerfoot, you might hit a pothole. And I don't know. It's just, uh Kenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad were arguably the best like a top three pairing in the league last season. I think what people don't understand is Uyghurs are right shot playing the left side. Yes, he is. That is so rare. Yeah. They could put him with Tanev. They could put him with Rasmus Anderson. They could really do whatever. If you wanted a top pair, that would be like just, oh, like just an absolute, like, just go all in Uyghur Tanev by the time you know what Tanev's timeline is when he's back, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Two Ming, we're done. I don't think we are. But as of this stage, pencil in your ideal lineup. I'm still not sure who I want playing on the first line. Obviously, it's going to be Huberto and Lindholm. Mm -hmm. I don't know who should play in that right wing spot yet, though. That's my thing. Like, do you put Toffoli there? Yeah. But that's also a pretty slow first line. My thing is, is like, okay, if we don't add, if we're done, I doubt we're done. Because listening to Brad talk and all this, I doubt he's done. Mm-hmm. He even hinted that he's working on something right now. I doubt we're done. But let's say this is the forward group we go into camp with. Jonathan Huberto made Sam Bennett a 30-goal scorer. Yeah. What's he going to do for Lindholm? My God. Just, right? Yeah. So you yeah. have that. That's set in stone. The debate I'm seeing online is, do you move Manjapani to the top line and have Huberto Lindholm Manj, or do you go Huberto Lindholm Tov? My thing with that is I am so in love with the damage that Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman do as a line together that I wouldn't want that split up. And no, I agree with you. That's only if we're not adding Right, like if if this is the team we're going into camp with, that's my ideal top six. You put Tafoli there. My thing with Tafoli is, a, I think his conditioning is going to be back heading into this season. He's going to yeah. have a full summer of under you know Daryl's training. Yeah. He's not going to Daryl's Daryl's regime. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. <laughs> his in, indoctrination. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> he's going to have most likely his legs underneath him. Hypothetically, if you put Huberto. With two trigger men, to me, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, Tyler Toffoli did not fit on the Flames' third line. You either give him the minutes to succeed or yep. or just not really. You know what I mean? Like, Toffoli <sighs> can give you 30 next to Huberto. Easily. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. Like, that's only if we don't add. You know, like, I don't want to break up Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman because they're so dominant when they're together. Now that I'm thinking about it, I would really like to see Milano sign here. Yeah. Because um, I would put him on that first line with Lindholm and Huberto. Because oh, um, so I, I think about it in the way that Kachuk was our four checker, right? Like he was the one who always played along the boards, um, like got fought behind the net, kind of had them on those like cross crease pass kind of guy. With both Tofoli and Manjapani, you're not getting that on that first line, right? So you need a guy, like, would you try Dubé on the first line with Lindholm and Huberto? If you're not adding, yeah, I would give that a look at least, probably in yeah. the preseason or something, just yeah. if they have any sort of 
little 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 cheddar cheese and th- that also gives Dubé like a chance to finally show like what kind of player he is because he's been so hit hit and miss here in Calgary um yeah. he's been he's been very consistent <clears throat> he has to find a stable footing and stay there really yeah it's, you have moments where you watch Dubé over like a 10 game stretch and you're like wow and then you have moments where he disappears for another 30 and you're just like Exactly. Like, I don't want this to be another Sam Bennett case. Thing is, like with Daryl, it's got to be earned, right? Like, I think that yes, that top line, if you had Huberto Lindholm to Foley, on paper, it makes sense to put Huberto with two trigger men. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not going to split up Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman, you paid a first plus for Toffoli for a reason, right? <laughs> like, if the Flames come in tomorrow and we're sitting here talking <laughs> about Padre sign that changes the entire complexity of the top nine where are you at like with the third line do you think Peltier makes the roster next year I think Rizichka should get I think he should be our third line center assuming we don't add Peltier has a very strong case to make a top nine spot exactly if you don't add like if a a Peltier Rizichka and Dubé third line yeah, that's what next I project if we don't add. I would love that. Me too. I would love that too. And then it's like the fourth line where Lewis carries again. Yeah, Lewis Rooney and Lucic on the fourth line. And like, dude, Monaghan. If Monaghan's healthy, oh, yeah. he's going to kick Rooney out of the lineup. Thing is, though, like with Rooney making 1.3, does the organization go, let's say Peltier has a standout camp, right? And we're getting into hypotheticals now, but let's say Peltier has a standout camp and he straight up earned himself a top nine spot and they keep him on the roster as like the 13th forward. I'll be pissed. You know, that is so Calgary Flames, So I think Kevin Rooney would play over Peltier. I, I, I still think that Peltier has a very strong argument that he can make for himself. Our fourth line is making like over 12 mil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like our projected fourth line right now is making over 12 mil. That's insane. Huberto Lindholm and Toffoli might be the yeah. cheapest top line in the league. That's a super cheap first line. But our defense, man, that, oh, our defense yeah. is so stacked now, dude. Especially with, under a Daryl Sutter system. This has been a full on roller coaster. I hope that we get extensions now. Sign them now. Sign. Sign. I don't care what you want. No one I – Hooby, Hooby, Hooby. I hope you're hearing this because, um, <clears throat> A, I don't know how you would get access to this. I'm just, you know, manifesting. But <laughs> second, literally, Hooby, the second you pick a spot, we, we will head down and straight up, like, ma- maintain your lawn the entire time you're here. I don't care. <laughs> We will shovel your snow. We will cut your grass. I don't care. That applies to Uyghur too. Seriously. Just the only thing we ask is, you know, just returning guest features on on the channel. That's that's, that's the word. Don't even, there's not even money. Like we'll just sit down for 10 minutes on a Zoom. Like that's all we need. Like, dude, I would, I'm going to learn French. That's it. I signed up for French courses next year. I already put them in my timetable. Like both schools, I'm a Bel Raja. And another last thing I want to add talking about Huberto is since 1819, his career trajectory has been looking like this. You look at his 
stats every year. 18-19, he finally start cracked being above a point per game, and it's gone like this since. And last season, he had 115 points with Bennett and Duclair and Bennett and Reinhardt as line mates. Like, that's my thing, is Huberto has outscored Johnny the last four years in a row. If he signs long-term, this guy better be treated like the king he is. If we're going into next season. Let's say Huberto and Uyghur are both locked up. <clears throat> I'm a little skeptical about Huberto being locked yep. up before camp. That's where I'm at with it. But let's say, hypothetically, yep. Brad comes in. is like, Merry Christmas. They're here for the long run. Like, Huberto's a flame for the rest of his career. First and foremost, like, the baggage that is going to be lifted off of our shoulders just from the negativity within the media. Yeah. From... The negativity within the fan base of going into the to each season with the same group that it took a toll, man. It did. It did. Like at some point, you had like I love Johnny Goudreau to death. I love Matthew Kachuk to death. But hearing the same things every every year and <clears throat> exact same beats being hit every single spring and everything we're going into training camp in September. People are just talking about the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they're not going to perform in the playoffs, so whoop-de-doo, what's the point of watching? Exactly, exactly. Like, that <clears throat> such a toll. And now we're heading into next season. Let's say Uyghur and Huberto are both locked up. You retooled in literally a week, and you're going into next season without that baggage. You're exactly. going in with, with genuine, like, oh, my God, this is a new era in Calgary. It, it's, a new core. it's just a fresh start, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's a whole new outlook on Flames hockey. Yeah, like, I, I'm very excited for it. I mean, we never wanted to see Gaudreau or Kachuk leave, but who knows? Maybe it's for the best right now, and we'll see what happens. I'm so excited for to watch our decor next season, man. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm, when we get the reverse retro designs, I'm still contemplating if I want a Huberto or if I want a Uyghur. I think it's going to come down to who, to the, to the contract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But uh, I'm very excited for uh, what's coming of Flame Talkie. That's for sure. Me too. It's just a rebirth of hope, hopeful optimism. Like that. Yeah, you betcha. Hoobie dooby doo. All right. You guys like our content. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, share it around if you're a Flames fan. And uh, even if you're not, even if you just want to subscribe to us and listen to two guys talking about the Flames, you can. We're going to totally allow that. Um, <laughs> we might make you like the Flames. I know. We might. like Give us, we, give us a chance. Yeah, the Flames could be your second favorite team. Like, that's all <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, cheers, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody.